Micro. Microphone. Micro. micro. Mic- micro check. Hello. Hello, Amy. Hello, Governor. Hello, Gav. Hello, Poppet. Hello, Poppet. I love that movie so much. Are you drinking a Dr. Pepper? I am. Me too. Yay. I can't really show mine. There it is. Cheers. Cheers. Yo, yo, this is our podcast. We're going to start a rap. Start a rap now about our podcast. Go, baby. We talk about true crime. We talk about about paranormal and and aliens and and break it down for me. Aliens. And we talk about light. I'm really bad at rhyming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. No, here, seriously. Not really. Break it down. This is our true crime and paranormal podcast. And um, that's Brie. This is that's Amy right there, right there, Hi. that lovely lady. Uh, you wanna? We don't have any announcements this week. Nope, nope. Uh, other than we're so close to one thousand oh downloads. Gosh. Thank you, everybody oh. who is stuck with us from the beginning. You're yeah. amazing. You're wonderful. Uh, we love both you. of our moms, our dads, everybody. Uh, you are amazing. Thanks for the support. Yep. You know, and everyone that's sent in stories so far, like, oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Speaking of, we want more stories. So please send them. And another announcement is we did not do the escape room this last weekend. That's right. So I, Rick was not having a good day and I was like, I cannot leave the kids with him. I didn't want to give that add stress to him. So uh, we are going to go this coming week. Yes. And it's going to be a blast. It's going to be great. So Maybe we'll escape. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll be stuck in the Arctic Asylum for the rest of our lives. I don't know. You'll, you guys will have to come rescue us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story. It's not our typical neighborhood stories. All right. Um, Let's hear it. So I actually saw this in a meme group that I'm in on Facebook, one of the dozens that I'm in. And I thought it was hilarious, but also kind of scary. I should say I found it bizarre and weird and funny at the same time. Like ironically funny, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. So I found it and it was a meme, like a screenshot of someone's Twitter post. And I was like, I need to know more. There's got to be more. So I pulled up a police report and read about it and kind of put it in words. Oh, snap. Yeah, so it's a little bit longer, but it's still fun. It's it's interesting. So, and it makes me scared also. (laughs) And I'm thankful that I don't live in an apartment. So anyways, here we go. Around 10 a.m., a 25-year-old man in an upstairs apartment at the complex dropped a loaded rifle. Firing around through his own floor and into a pillow of his neighbor's bed below. Oh, if if someone had been lying on that pillow, it would have been a bad situation, said the police officer. The bullet left a distinct hole in the pillow. It went through the mattress underneath and as well and ended up in the box spring. The upstairs neighbor claims to have dropped his bolt action rifle, firing the shot accidentally. The man called police after knocking on his downstairs neighbor's door and no one answered. 
His story is that he was packing for a trip. He was in his closet and he knocked the rifle over the shelf and shots. And that's Mm. when a shot went off into the floor. And the police officer said, we would never recommend that you store a gun with bullets in the chamber. Yeah. Say as for his neighbor downstairs described as a woman who travels frequently was not at home at the time and the police officers left a written note for her and at this time the officer said that the guy is not being charged with a crime but the gun owner was evicted the next day after being found out found in breach of his lease contract (laughs) oh okay (laughs) just like can you post that meme on the page yeah 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 yeah. after this comes out that's crazy isn't that but like oh I could not imagine. That, that? Oh my God. <gasps> I'm surprised that that went through. I'm I mean, so surprised. I mean, I know you can shoot. I, I, when I, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Um, back in the day, whenever I lived with my dad and, um, my ex stepmom, I had stepbrothers and one of yeah. my stepbrothers said he was cleaning his gun. Oh, um, no. and he managed to shoot a hole in the ceiling. Oh, I mean, it didn't go all the way through, but yeah. I mean, it's just, I would think that the if you, apartment if like floor cheap, should be thicker. If they're cheap. Yeah, maybe. Cheaply built. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I know. It makes me like, that's a new fear unlocked for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you keep them in your safes. Yeah. Keep them locked up. And don't, don't just keep them in your closet and let them get knocked over. And don't put them, the bullets of the gun separate. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Let's be smart. Let's be smart about this. (laughs) Uh, That's like, (laughs) we're, yeah. Anyway, so that was, (laughs) I was like, I have to share this story. This is bananas. So, do you want to go first this week? Kind of do. I'm really excited for my story. I'm really excited for your story. This is the story on the disappearance of the Roanoke colony. Um, Have you heard of it? Nope. It's kind of like a Jamestown type of thing. It's It happened before it. Okay. So in the year 1587, a John White, he was just 1587? like your 1587. Yes. Dang. It's very, very, very old. Okay. Um. So John, John White, just this average Joe guy, pretty sure he was an artist. Not pretty sure. He was an artist. Um, he was tasked to lead a group of 115 se- English settlers. Um. The people consisted of laborers, craftsmen, farmers, and their families. And they were tasked to go to the coast of what is now North Carolina and establish some sort of settlement. So this is discovering the whole new world, which it was already discovered. But we're not going to get into that whole mess there. Um, So in the group of settlers, uh, they also included his own wife and his son-in-law and his daughter, who was actually expecting her first baby. A uh, little backstory on this place is that it was actually already, this had already been attempted a couple years back by a guy named Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh. It's probably Raleigh because there's a town named Raleigh there. This was already attempted by other people and the leader of it was named Raleigh. And that was in 1585 and 1586, but they gave up pretty quickly because they ran out of supplies and they were attacked by the Native Americans. Oh, so geez. I guess they were hoping to have better results this time since they weren't sending like military angry men ready to right. go in and 
fight an army. They were just going to send a bunch of people that didn't know what the hell they were doing. They're like, great. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's really <laughs> – they didn't go good either way. I feel like they could have, like, mixed up – maybe they should have mixed up the groups. Maybe it was, um, like, set a couple children. Yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to find the new world. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> so, yeah, John was asked to do this same thing to get better results remember he had zero zero leadership skills zero experience in this kind of situation right. just your average joe it's an average um, john average john uh so upon their arrival there was no sign of anyone there duh and but there was a sun bleach skeleton which i'm guessing is um probably oh. from the past people who got attacked mm. from native americans i'm betting some oh, of them died yeah. um so that's so terrifying uh, pretty find. high hopes there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a little sketch. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like uh, in the movies, <clears throat> like a mystery movie or something. And they're, <laughs> they're like, let's go into this cave. And they're like, oh, no, skeletons. Let's keep Oh, there's going. blood here? Okay, oh, let's go. <laughs> More skeletons. <laughs> so obviously, um, a few months after settling, they – they, two began to experience attacks from the native americans and they also began to run short on food and supplies and this is just a few months in so how, yeah. how did you not bring enough so someone got hungry in the very beginning right it's john's daughter she the got pregnant she's one. pregnant it makes sense. <laughs> she's eating all of the all of the <laughs> grain whatever the they grain. have whatever they have to eat <laughs> so it's like i'm craving pickles and peanut butter mix but i guess i'll <laughs> eat this week <laughs> will you go out to the will you go out to england real quick and go me some ice cream thanks <laughs> <laughs> so as a group they all decided that john would go back to england to go get more supplies mm -hmm. and return leaving behind all these people including his own family during his trip there was a war going on, the Angelo-Spanish War, which was between um, England and Spain, and it was like kind of like at its peak. Uh -huh. um, and I guess Queen Elizabeth had, had called the first, not the current Queen Elizabeth, obviously. She's super old. This one is <laughs> um, also, but. <laughs> he called for every available ship to confront the Spanish Armada. Um so there was a lot going on in the oceans. Oh. His return was obviously delayed. He couldn't get a ride. He couldn't get a ride. Um, <laughs> and so no finally, Uber boats. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're all so busy fighting a war. I don't. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Uber boats. <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Um, so finally. Three years later, SpongeBob. Uh, in nineteen or in fifteen ninety, he returned to the colony, and it was actually How many the years? day. Three. Yep, it was actually the day of his granddaughter's uh, birthday. Her name was Virginia Dare, and it, or it was the day of her third birthday. Right? Okay. You think he brought back cupcakes to surprise her? Absolutely not. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> There's your moldy uh, cupcakes. So moldy. <laughs> when he arrived, there was no trace of the colony and very little evidence was left, but a single word croton was carved into a wooden post and uh, three letters C-R-O carved into a tree. Um, 
And Croton was the name of an island home of the of Manto's friendly tribe. He was a member. Manto was a friendly or was a member of a local Native American tribe who they befriended. So they were oh, like, okay. okay, maybe they dipped out and went to this nice tribe and kind of like mixed in with them since yeah. they were friends with them and they kind of took them in. Uh, yeah. Knowing. Um. Uh, and he had agreed they had agreed prior to him leaving that if something did happen um that they would carve a maltese cross into a tree somewhere um which is like like a four-leaf clover looking cross um and it, mm-hmm. it, it was just basically showing that they were forced to leave the area right um so there was no crosses in any of the trees couldn't find anything and oh so he attempted to search for them, but a bad storm ended up coming in. So he was delayed on that. And he convinced a two captains the next morning uh, to sail to Croatoan to see if they were there. Yeah. And um, that failed because one of the ships, uh, I'm pretty sure the anchor broke and the ship sank. Um, and I guess a cap, one of the captains convinced him to head for the Caribbean islands and look for them there, which he ended up just going to England and just gave up and was like, I'm just going to have to live the rest of my life without knowing that. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know how I, I don't know how he could do that. I would never, I don't think I would ever stop looking, but I guess like you don't really have the resources then. It's not like he can be like, Hey, let's call the Nairi. That's true. Yeah. Um, oh, so sad. he never returned to Roanoke and three years later, he ended up, um, dying in either Ireland or England. Um, he probably drank himself to death. Um, I would. and to this day, many attempts have been made to find out exactly what happened. And it's still one of the biggest mysteries, um, as far as that one goes. So, oh my God. um, theories, there's tons of theories. So the oh, theories are fun. I love theories. So, one of the most obvious theories over the years has been that they realized the dire situation they were in, and the colonists simply attempted to make um, their way back to England, and they, like, on their own ship, made a ship, I guess, and they got lost at sea. So, that's a big one, since there's, like, no sign of them, and, like, it kind of makes sense with all getting all the stuff, but not all the stuff, because they can't take everything with them. Everything, because of the weight. Yeah. Also, um, there was the battle that was between Spain and England. Um, they think that, or there's a theory saying that maybe they could have gotten taken out by that. Um, but the Spanish troops weren't, I think the Spanish troops were more in Florida. Um, so it's not really something that is likely. And there would Um, be evidence if they were taken out by him. Exactly. Like, right or bullets and stuff like that yeah um various native american tribes in the area claim to see evidence of the colony fighting against itself um leading many to wonder if disease or plague caused the residents um mental health or to suffer and uh leading them to intense and violent paranoia so I, I don't know. They yeah, could have gotten be evidence. But then you would think that maybe <laughs> with that crazy paranoia and stuff, cannibalism, oh. they could have 
just lost all hope and started getting pissed off at each other and I too like to bite and people getting and hungry them. and eating people. Oh, <laughs> this baby looks real good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> baby bag ribs. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So disease or or maybe disease could have led to paranoia and they could yeah. have cannibalized. But I don't I think that's very unlikely too. You would have um, left the bones behind. You're not Yeah, gonna there would bones. be some kind of evidence, I think. The chief, also known as the father of Pocahontas, um, allegedly confessed to John Smith that he was reasonable or responsible for the execution of an entire colony, apparently. That doesn't and surprise me. They believe that he may have been referring to Roanoke. But he mm. also they uh, people also think that he could have been like talking just saying stuff and trying to make him seem like a big badass and stuff oh you think that john smith was just saying that no the the chief the chief told john smith this because this is this is a different john i know so the chief was telling this to john smith yes that he had taken out an entire gotcha uh, gotcha gotcha yeah whereas he was responsible for the execution you're raping my daughter <laughs> Probably just to scare them because they had brought all their white people and brought diseases. Like, we better get out of here or we're gonna take you out next. Yeah. <laughs> but they say they apparently that's probably him stretching the truth, trying to scare him and seem impressive. So yeah. Um, the Croatoans on lived on an island south of Roanoke that went by the same name as their tribe, um, according to the reports of like the history channel and the researchers found evidence uh that the settlers integrated themselves with the tribe like mixed in and even perhaps broke off to join other tribes on the mainland so kind of just like join the croatoans but also like diversed out and divvied out to other tribes i don't know the tribe believed witches could inhabit both men and women um though there isn't much evidence to support it uh, there are theories that they sentenced the colonists to death, suspecting them of witchcraft. Oh, give um, me a break. I know. <laughs> Everybody's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stories uh, had stemmed from the word Croatoan um, being etched into one of the trees on the island, leading people to believe that the tribe somehow mystically turned all the colonists into trees. Believable. That, that's the, that's the one I believe. <laughs> um, another less Demon likely one. Trees. Um, right? Another less likely one, um, but it's still a big one, I guess, is that the scenario involves the entire colony have been possessed by one of the evil spirits that the Croatoans allegedly believed in lingered around the island that that lingered around the island. So I guess like the Croatoans believed like an evil spirit that was there possessed them. So then where's all the bodies? How long were they there before John White had to go back? Huh? How long were they there before John White had to go? Only a couple months. Okay. Uh, another theory: instead of them being witches themselves, um, some people flipped that and said that they were victims of witchcraft. There would have been evidence. I all think I I think yeah. that they turned into trees. Some people think that that's this was like a whole political move. Anthropologists believe that Sir Francis Walling Walsingham, I guess he was Queen Elizabeth's Secretary of State. 
that he made sure that the colony would become stranded in a plot to discredit the first guy who went there, the first guy who attempted to make a colony there, because he funded the whole thing. And I guess he was pretty high up, too. He he funded the whole second one. So I guess died? it was also an attempt. They People believe that it was an attempt to make him look bad because um, oh, the queen kind of thought of him as a golden boy or whatever. So he was he was just trying to make him look bad, I guess. Or that would and... make sense why they sent like nobodies. I feel like you maybe. Yeah. And just in hopes that it would fail. But I feel like it would. Yeah, I guess that makes that does kind but of make sense. That's putting a but... lot of eggs in one basket. Exactly, hoping. especially for back then. Yeah. Um. Now here's my favorite. Uh, alien abduction. <laughs> oh. There's no proof to back it up, but I mean, when aliens there didn't ever exist been... back then, Brie. I, I mean, what aliens always existed? We're just know. getting smarter, so they're coming around more. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they found they're finding some intelligent life. <laughs> um, I mean, there's no evidence, but in a big alien abduction theory, when has there ever been like serious evidence to back true. it up? That's true. So. <laughs> uh, as far as today, they're still like they still don't know what happened. Um, in 2007, they began to like analyze the local families to figure out if the Roanoke colony did in fact um like divvy out and start spreading out but this, they I don't think yeah. they found any kind of DNA from the original settlers well and um, how are you gonna find DNA from that I know it's not like you could get it from back then that's what I was wondering too but I guess like they know who well they do know because John White had relatives that go down in history and they probably get that relative of John White's now because they know they're yeah so they get their DNA because I guess like I mean how yeah. else would they find out like the family trees that if I'm related to like the guy who invented the television that's true which I am um, are you I am Philo Farnsworth Where he's my great grandma's cousin or uncle or someone can't remember so maybe cool. it was the color television Still, really cool. still pretty cool. In 2012, while examining a map at this at a British museum in London that John White had painted of the Elizabethan era of the United States, titled La Virginia Pars, um, hidden invisible, hidden in invisible ink, presumably to guard information from. The colonies from the Spanish were the outlines of two forts, 150 miles west of Roanoke, the same distance away that the colonists had told White they planned to move. So, I mean, they could have been at another spot? I don't know. But wouldn't they find evidence of it by now? They So, with this, they actually went and looked, and they found lots of English pottery. Yeah, that was for like food storage and preparation of food, something that would be used in terms of like, you're going to stay there. Right. You're going to actually live there. Yeah. So they found like a bunch of English pottery in the area, like dozens. And in 2019, they searched, they found even more um, of your, that European pottery there. So that just went. It's just like it's, you're going on all these different like goose chases and you're like running into dead end after dead end after dead end to maybe, but I don't know. 
who knows that was in 2019 that was the last uh effort that i saw that they had made they're probably still searching i'm i'm betting they're pretty close to finding out what actually happened oh i'm sure i don't think they'll actually ever know i think it's always just going to be a theory but it's a very likely theory i guess that they had went to that colony they turned into trees so that was the that was the story on the missing colony in rona yeah they grew roots Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's and I mean, trees. <laughs> that's oh yeah. See all the trees behind me. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> hey, there's your cousin. <laughs> Where are we going, Dad? Uh, we're gonna go visit your family, your ancestors. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, there's your aunt Pat, and there's your your cousin Virginia. Anyways, that's interesting. Yeah, it's always been one that's sparked my interest um so it was on american horror story on season six maybe Ooh. but it's really cool they did they did like a haunted they were in this house and it was at roanoke like in that area uh-huh. and a lot of weird things happened and up, i think was it witchcraft in the show was it or was it like a tribe i think it was a tribe huh but they killed everybody I can't remember. I'll have to rewatch That's that depressing. season. Yeah, everybody died. Everybody and then, died. of course, like, they brought it to today, and they made a reality TV show out of it. <laughs> so it kind of, like... Show? On yeah. American Horse Story? Yeah, it was, like, because they had, like, the original people that were living in this house that were haunted by stuff, and then they had a reality TV show about those people's lives, and then it was going back even further to what they believed happened in the missing colony or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess. It was it was pretty interesting. I'll it's have a good to watch season. that one though. Yeah, I-, I would watch it. I'd watch it. Um, do you want to hear a story about? I want to hear the... a true story about a crime. A true story about a crime. Hmm. All I got for you right now is the death of Adolf Kors the Third. Who? Adolf Kors the Third. Oh. <gasps> Ooh, yummy. That's what's behind me. Ooh. The mountains are when they it's blue. blue. It's cold. It's cold. So Adolf the Third was the firstborn grandson to Adolf the First, who founded Coors Brewing Company. It was February 9th, 1960 at 7.55 a.m. Adolf was on his way to board to a board meeting wearing his favorite tan ball cap. And a blue jacket. He was a classy. chairman, very classy, very businesslike. Um, <laughs> he was a chairman of the board and the CEO of the company. He was also a husband and a father of four. Um, so this guy just like had a ton on his plate. I just, I can't even imagine quite the life. Yeah, but it was also 1960, so he probably didn't have a whole lot of chores to do at home. (laughs) (laughs) So it usually would only take him about a mile to get to Highway 285 to get to work, but the state was doing some road work. So the residents were like forced to make a detour for like the last month. The detour added an extra four miles of dirt road to his route, which kind of sucks. After the dirt road, he had to take a road called Turkey Creek to get onto the highway. Uh, Turkey 
Queek. Turkey Queek. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't know if you know what Queek is, but it, <laughs> it's a turkey that goes. <laughs> I used to swim at a Turkey Creek. Did you? That's so yeah. cool. Turkey Creek had a lot of sharp turns and a one lane wooden bridge. So like, you know, one oh. car's crossing it. Uh, you have oh, to stop no. and wait. I hate those. They have one on Isles or uh, on Fort Wainwright. Ew. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. Way in the back. So Adolf took a sharp turn. He was on that sharp turn on that road and came to the bridge. But there was a vehicle idling on the bridge with a person standing in front of the car. Uh, uh, so Adolf's like, okay. So he gets out and, you know, asking if they need help. And it was a 1950 Mercury sedan. Um, he's like, do you need help pushing this out of, out of the way? He walks up to the man who's wearing a fedora and a knee length wool coat. He was built similar to Adolf. And actually I looked at photos of him and he looked like a slick type of guy. Like he looked like he was like, Hey, you need a ride to the airport? (laughs) (laughs) Like one of the ones that talks fast. Hey, yeah. Let me get you a quick ride to the airport. Yeah. Like he just looks like he's handsome, you know? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But like also kind of shady looking, you know? Oh. (laughs) A shady, handsome guy. That's what he looks like. As they giving all do. Giving people rides to the airport because that's what He was what a bad boy. He wouldn't be giving rides to the airport then if he was a shady guy. Anyways, Adolf approached the guy and that's when the guy took out a gun and ordered Coors to go with him quietly. Um, but obviously, like, it's Adolf Coors third, so he's like, nope, I'm going to fight this guy. Uh, he yeah, it's Adolf Coors the third. He's gonna beat some ass, right? So Get him. Coors, Coors, He's gonna lunch- smash a beer can on his head. <laughs> Sorry, a beer bottle. A beer, a beer oh, bottle. <laughs> no, on his own he, like, head. Takes it out of his jacket. He's like, my blue jacket and me. We always have a beer bottle. <laughs> we always have a. <laughs> but so- but but he doesn't waste a drop. He yes. breaks it, but at the very tip. And then he just chugs it, and then, then he goes <laughs> going out like a champ. Absolutely. <laughs> so Adolf uh, approaches this guy. He he lunges at him, and they start fighting. They have a you know a scuffle, um, struggling over the possession of the gun. Um, they both lost their hats, and Adolf lost his glasses also. So realizing that this wasn't going to work, Adolf took off running to his car. The, that's when the man shoots two bullets into Adolf's back. <gasps> yeah. He collapsed to the ground and died before the man could finish loading him into the backseat of that his Mercury. So a little background about the murderer. His okay. name was his name was Joseph Corbett. It sounds like he had a rough childhood. He watched his mother fall to her death from a balcony. Ugh. No. Um yeah, so and from what I was reading, it sounds like she was like leaning, going to like lean on the railing of the balcony, but it was removed like weeks prior and she didn't realize, like she forgot it was gone. So it wasn't like suicide, it was an accident. It was oh, an accident. Gosh. Oh, yeah. so uh, he moved to Denver in 1955. He worked at a paint plant under the alias of Walter Osborne. He had been planning this kidnapping for a year throughout the years. He mail-ordered handcuffs, leg irons, and a gun. 
He got a, t- a speeding ticket a few weeks before the kidnapping while scoping out Mr. Kerr's route in the new car he, that he bought about a month before. Brie, I know you're going to ask Amy. me. So I'm going to go ahead and just ask for you. Why do you think he needs a, an alias? Well, hey, well, Amy. What? Why does he need an alias? I'm so, so glad weird. you asked. I know. Why would you need an alias? Unless you were like a mad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't his first rodeo. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. Let me start over again. Well, let me tell you. Because this wasn't his first rodeo. Oh. I know. Mm-hmm. He's wow. been to plenty before. Psh, blow. Oh, no. Uh, Joseph was an escaped felon from a minimum security jail in California after being sentenced to five years behind bars for a shooting and killing of a hitchhiker near Hamilton Air Force Base in San Francisco. But he said it was in self-defense. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Was it planned? I don't have information on that. Self-defense. Got it. Got it. So let's go back to the murder, tragic murder, murder of Mr. Kors. So within an hour after Joseph left the scene with Kors' dead body, a milkman pulled up to the one-way bridge. It's always he honked a milkman. A bun- it's always a milkman. He honked a bunch. He- My grandpa was a milkman. That is Anyways. awesome. But he was a nice guy. He was a really nice guy. He he is a nice guy. He's still alive. Is. Oh. Yeah. Um, he's like 93. Okay, so uh, he the mil- milkman honked a bunch. He realized that the Coors vehicle was vacant, so he got out to check out the scene. The car was still on. It was still idling, and the radio was playing. Um, that's when he saw a patch of blood on the bridge and a hat near the bridge, like down below. So he got back into the milk truck, honked again, hoping someone would appear, and he then he pulled the truck off off of the bridge and continued his milk route. Um, And at the first house that he came to, he asked to use their phone so he could call the police. It didn't take long for the police to identify the vehicle. And soon the other two Coors brothers showed up along with a dozen of volunteers to search for Adolf. Some used Jeeps, trucks, and even horses during the search. Whoa. Men on horses. Pulled out the big guys. I know. The next day, Joseph moved out of his apartment, the murderer, moved out of the apartment, out of his apartment on Pearl Street. His plan was to get away from Colorado as soon as possible, putting as many uh, miles between him and the murderer as possible. But uh, this guy had mailed a letter addressed to Mary Coors, his wife, Mr. Coors' wife, and she got it that day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Why? Should have waited an extra day to mail off that letter. It was a ransom note asking for $500,000, which in today's money is $4,611,537 in exchange for Mr. Coors and said once she was ready to pay it, he would put an ad in the, she needed to put an ad in the paper for a John Deere tractor for sale. (gasps) You know who would want to buy that? Josh. (laughs) (laughs) He like sees the ad in the paper and he's like, I want it. 
and calls <laughs> Mrs. Chorus and she's like, no, no, person. <laughs> wrong person. Did you, do you have my husband? And John, Josh is like, no, I what? have money though. I just want your tractor. I just want your tractor. <laughs> The Coors family called J. Edger Hoover, the director of the FBI, personally for his help. So they sent a team of agents to Colorado to help with the investigation. A blood smear was found on the driver's seat of the car and a larger one on the bridge, which led them to believe that there was an altercation on the bridge. Then Coors climbed into his car. They found the location of the struggle on the bridge by footprints and Coors eyeglasses. The Coors family ident- identified his hat. That led them to believe that the fedora belonged to the suspect. The guy even had a fedora. Right, because they both lost their hats. Yeah. <clears throat> so the FBI did countless interviews of possible witnesses in the area which ended up being super successful. Many people recalled seeing a yellow Mercury sedan cruising the area the past month or so. And one man remar- remembered part of the license plate, which was AT62. That's Such lucky. A, I know. How do you remember stuff like that? Yeah. I don't, I would never. Maybe it just, maybe they were just suspicious because they're like, they're not from around these parts. Well, yeah, and if they keep seeing them, like, <laughs> yeah. over and over again, that's, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there were four yellow Mercuries in the area with that letter combo. That does suck. What are the odds? But, I know. But they were able to narrow it down to Walter Osborne. By the time they got the information, though, the apartment that Walter was renting was vacant. They did find empty boxes of handcuffs, leg irons, in the dumpster out back though fortunately they lifted the fingerprints from the apartment and they scanned the prints which matched to the inmate joseph corbett which is walter osborne is joseph corbett's alias right okay 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 so the course family placed an ad in the paper for the john deere tractor for sale hoping that the person would respond <laughs> and then josh called no i'm just kidding (laughs) after three days the yellow mercury was found on fire near atlantic city new jersey oh yeah which this is in colorado so that's like forever away yeah all the way across the u.s yeah so now it's march 1960 there's still no signs of adolf cores anywhere and joseph was now placed on the fbi's most wanted list so the whole nation was looking out for this guy looking for this guy and the police back in denver were searching for adolf knowing for well that the full well that the chance of finding him alive grew smaller and smaller by each day on september 11th 1960 the clothing and bones belonging to mr adolf was discovered in douglas county at a private dumpster site on jackson creek road and experts confirmed that he was shot in the back twice so unfortunately poor guy i know on october 25th 1960 fbi agents were on joseph's tail his trail because he left one because he's a moron it led them to toronto canada and i told you he left a trail he was using the same alias walter osborne ah he's ding dong (laughs) so they easily found him in vancouver british columbia he was arrested and extradited back to colorado (laughs) (laughs) justice is served justice is served for breakfast (laughs) 
<laughs> so on March 16th, 1961, the murder trial started. And when within three weeks, they found he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. And it just keeps getting worse. June 1978, he was released on parole. But due to public outcry, they revoked his release and put him back in jail. <laughs> They're like, oh, Sorry, JK, dude. <laughs> no one wants you out. So, <laughs> But a year later in 1979, he was released again because it was past his parole time. So he took off to California, but he forgot to close out a bank account in denver so the next day he flew back to colorado but was arrested two days later in california for breaking parole by returning back to colorado because he was supposed to do report for parole in california right and he wasn't allowed to leave california he broke his parole so he's like i'm just gonna fly back no one will notice no one will notice let me just go close this bank that's how that's how they always get in trouble like, you just have to follow those rules. Follow the rules. In December of 1980, he was paroled again and rented out an apartment at 2801 South Federal Boulevard in Denver. On December 1985, Corbett was released from parole. Over the years, he tried to live a private life. Dozens of reporters have tried to get, have tried to get him to talk, but he would refuse only one time he did talk to a reporter, Paul Hutchinson and Marilyn Robinson. During the interview, he expressed how fascinated he was about the 1932 kidnapping of Charles, Ling- Charles Lingberg's baby and complained about the hostile comments he would get from strangers. He also denied ever being involved in the Coors m- murder. Oh my and- gosh. <laughs> and on August 24th, 2009 he was found dead in his apartment due to a gunshot wound to his head he took off he took his own life and he was suffering from cancer so whatever that's the story of uh, adolf Coors the third you know i feel like a lot of times like the these murderers that do such bad things I feel like a lot of times, like whenever they do end up getting out, they end up dying from cancer. Yeah. Murder that's, causes cancer. That's karma. That's karma. That's karma. Maybe don't, don't kill people. Yeah. Don't kill people. And maybe you won't get cancer. Yeah. Murder I mean, that's causes hey, cancer. Hey, hey, we are not saying that you are going to prevent cancer <laughs> killing people. So, but don't kill people. Don't, don't kill people. <laughs> Just don't kill people. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. You could also not go to jail (laughs) if you don't kill people. (laughs) Another perk of not killing people. Yeah. So all these perks of not killing people. Yeah. Look at all of them everywhere. You should be learning things from us. You get Cheeto puffs whenever you want. Yeah. I mean, Um, you can I'm pretty sure you can get those in jail. You have to buy them though. Why did I say Cheeto Puffs? (laughs) I don't know. Did I say I did tell you what happened yesterday? I'll you tell you. Said maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> All I heard it on the floor. You're like great. cheese balls everywhere. Super cheese balls everywhere. Oh, that was oh, a good geez. one. I liked that one. Yeah, that was cool. Not cool, but you know, crazy. Poor Adolf. Kinda, it kind of is funny. Not funny that the suspect or the victim's name is Adolf and the killer's name is Joseph. 
All I could think about was Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe. I just thought it was a weird combo. That's a very interesting combination. Then we got Walter in there. Damn it, Walter. Frickin' Walter. Do you want to hear a neighborhood story? I do. Please tell me one. Let's, uh, something that's better than the one that I shared. (laughs) I like the one you shared. It's just a little cringy, scary. It gives me a new fear. Oh, right. (laughs) So, meanwhile in Allen, Texas. uh, This is from the next door app. We live in Allen, Texas. Oh, well, maybe this is from them. Probably not. I hope uh, not. So it says, apologies to anyone who might have just witnessed a lady running down an alley in her underwear yelling, baloney, my dog escaped, and I panicked. This is kind of like the one I yelled or talked about last week, but. <laughs> baloney. Why are you naming your pet baloney? That would be me, though, because I. I love that. Like, I, I don't, I don't usually wear pants around the house <laughs> if I'm just lounging around. And if I needed to get out and escape, I would be screwed because I'd be out with no pants on. You got to be chasing your pet. (laughs) This is how much I love you. Everybody just saw my my laundry day underwear. (laughs) My granny granny panties. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. That's what I'm saying. I hope she got baloney back. It's a dog-eat-dog world, right? <laughs> Poor baloney. That would be so embarrassing. Not only are you running through an alley <laughs> but calling for your dog baloney. named baloney, <laughs> you're doing it in your underwear. <laughs> that is so embarrassing. Uh, you know, I at least she died. had the decency to apologize to people. I wouldn't have apologized. I would have not apologized. I would not, like... <laughs> I would be like, who is that lady? I would oh, pray to no God one no one know. saw it. I would not now bring it everyone... up again. Yeah. And now, but now everyone knows. Now yep. every, everyone can make fun of her. Oh my gosh. That poor woman. She brought it upon herself. She did. I feel sorry for her. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all mad about it. Well, fuck whatever. Her. It's fine. Shouldn't have made your job baloney. Should have been wearing pants. I mean, I try, I'm trying to convince Kate they got that new puppy. I'm trying to convince them to name it Bagel. But I hate it. You hate it? I don't like that name. Sorry. I don't like food names for animals. Oh, they thought of it first. I think it's silly. I feel like they should name him some kind of Frederick or Sir... Cuddles a lot. I don't know. That's stupid. That's a really don't do that. Stupid name. That is a stupid name. Like an old name. You know, I like the old people names. I do too. Sorry Leon. if you have an old people name and you're young. <laughs> Who names no, a baby not- Wilbur or something? <laughs> or like Ernest. This is my baby, Ernest. I'm so what? sorry. What time we were talking? We're going to get emails or something saying, <laughs> my son's name is Ernest. Oh, one time we were talking to our old, U- it's not the same USPS or UPS guy, but Rick and I were talking to our old UPS guy and I was, we were talking about baby names or something. And I was like, yeah, like if you named your kid William or something, like <laughs> I was like, our son's name is William. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, 
my god. I just feel like that's a name you have to like grow into. Yes, it is. Like, I feel if you're gonna do that, name. you need to do like like a cute name with it and just go yeah. by that name until they're older. Right. Like you could call him Billy. Yeah. If it's William. Yeah. And that's cute for a kid, but I or I mean or an adult, but <laughs> I was like it's just cringy. <laughs> I felt so bad. Oh, You're man. terrible. <laughs> okay. We're going to get. Follow um, us and like us on all of our social medias. We are on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can just search at WWTN Podcast. On Facebook, we have a VIP group. Oh, yeah. um, be sure to get in on that. We and like it doesn't cost to... anything. You just yes. ask to join. Yeah. We like to interact with everybody. We're super busy on it, constantly posting things, funny things, fun information, whatever. I'm butchering yeah, this. Yeah, we play fun me. little games. Yep. Yeah. And it's not all podcast related either. You still oh. have a couple more days to add a friend to our Facebook VIP group in order to get a free month of Patreon. Yep. So absolutely. Um, just make sure you tag that person in the pinned post on top of the page. Yeah. Um, also, if you just share the one of the pinned posts, you can opt that to get you a free a month ticket. as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. An entry. Yeah. An entry. Sorry. Yeah. And then our website is whatswiththenneighbors.com. And on there, you can find the links for everything that, I mean, all the Instagram Facebook group where to listen where to listen everything's on there and also has the link to patreon which is patreon.com forward slash wwtn podcast and we have two different tiers that you can join to be a, a donor bus to be on the donor bus and that's five dollars and three dollars five dollars you get unedited unedited video <laughs> of our recordings and you can see our beautiful faces and you can also see because because it's unedited you can see things that happen that don't normally we don't like to show everybody yeah exactly <laughs> um our mess ups man we had a lot this episode yeah this one was rough <laughs> Hey, but we didn't have any interruptions, so that's pretty yeah. good. Nope. Yeah. And it all goes back into the podcast. So you guys are helping us out by helping the podcast or you're helping the podcast out. Whatever. You're helping us yes. in the podcast out. So it doesn't yep. go in our pockets. We're nope. not making money off of it. Nope. And three dollars will get you uh exclusive content. So yep. that you cannot get anywhere else. The five dollar tail you get whatever the three dollar tier tier as well. Yeah. And then feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, or even story suggestions. We got story suggestions uh, last week, I believe. So thank you for that. And wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And send us stories. Did I already yes. say that? Yeah, no. send us stories. You said story suggestions. Please. Yes, please, please, um, please, please. We like to do once a month listener stories. So yes. it could be neighborhood stories. It can be a true crime. It can be paranormal, alien, whatever. You saw Sasquatch. Please, we want to hear about it so that we can share it with the rest of the listeners. Yeah. And have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring it, Amy. Oh, oh. What's with the neighbors? Hey, look, my mountains are blue now. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. Bye. Bye.